I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello everybody, I'm David Weeder. This is my wife Lynn Weeder. You are watching the Covenant Living Broadcast, and we are having a good time. <laughs> Praise God. We so enjoy coming to you every week and ministering the, the life, the word, the love of God. It changes lives. It heals bodies. It delivers minds. It just, it is beyond human description. Praise God. All right. You know what to do. Grab your Bible, grab your notebook, and don't forget your cup of coffee or tea or a glass of tea oh, or a water. Smoothie. Yeah, smoothie, whatever. And pull up to the table and let's get going on this today. Father, we thank you for your word. It is so rich and we thank you for your love and we thank you for loving us. Oh, we are faith people and we teach and preach the word of faith, but it doesn't work without love. Tires don't roll without air, and faith doesn't produce the blessing without love. And we thank you and we praise you for revealing to us the breadth and length and depth and height, and so that we can know the love of God, which then produces the fullness of God in our lives, so that as you are, so are we in this time. Praise God. Thank you for providing all of that for us. For you are love and you gave the ability to us to be like you. And we're so grateful. We're so honored. And I thank you right now. I want to make a point of thanking you for our partners. Thank you so much for it is they. Well, it is you through them. They are the channels which provide the ability to, to, to spread your word and your love and your faith all over this world. And we're so grateful for them. We love them. We pray for them. And I thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, welcome. Mm. Welcome. Welcome to the table. <laughs> Let's get right into the word. We, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know you probably can't see this, but I have for the for I, I thought for this little small set of broadcasts, I have four, three, four, yeah, four pages. four pages of notes. Now, now we're into our third broadcast <laughs> of this set, and this is the first page. This is this is the first page of notes. Now. Now, we've made it all the way down to this group of scriptures right here that's not written in the notes. And that's where we've been for a while now is right here in this group of scriptures. And, and, and so we're not even a third of the way down the first page yet. So the Holy Ghost um, had a, a different plan necessarily. Well, not a different plan. It's still, it's still oh, along the line. Ones. But he had a more uh, colorful approach than what I had originally pictured. Praise God. Hey, and that's what we want. 
We want his plan because it's the one that produces a success in every victory in every area. It's the one that brings up something that somebody needed to hear. Exactly. That's exactly right, which definitely happened last broadcast. My goodness, I had no no inkling it was going that direction. (laughs) Praise God. But that's a good thing. If I don't know about it, it's straight from him. (laughs) All right. So we're going to go back and into 1 Corinthians chapter 13 in the Amplify Classic version of the Bible. We're looking, we're going to finish looking at the kind of give you an overall picture of what love looks like. And then we're going to go into a you know, we're, we're, we're looking at knowing the different aspects of, of love. So we're going to go, we're going to look at a, start looking at a different aspect of it. So why don't we you have, pick up there? We went down we through, to six yet. right. We went down through verse five, which means we only covered first four and five. And so now we're going to pick up in verse six. Go ahead, sweetheart. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Did you want to say anything about that? Don't get so touchy and upset when people rejoice when right and truth prevails, particularly in the political realm, even though it doesn't look like you would like it to look. If right and truth prevailed, hey, rejoice. And don't get upset at people who are rejoicing over it. (laughs) And that goes a little bit with this next verse. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. It is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. And it endures everything without weakening. Love never I like the way the classic amplified amplifies that particular verse, especially love never fails. It never fades out. It never becomes obsolete and it never comes to an end. Well, of Mm. course not. God is love. God never fades out. God never becomes obsolete, even though a lot of people think so. It's not true. He never, ever comes to an end. Verse 7 really helps you understand how you can be standing for something when it just looks like it isn't happening. Mm -hmm. When you're believing for finances for something, when you're believing for your health to be restored, when you're believing and praying over your kids, it bears up under anything and everything. Oh, there's another symptom. I know my God loves me. I know he has paid the price for that already, and I know I am healed. It bears up. It's ready to believe the best of every person, including yourself, as you're believing to change something. Maybe that you've seen that you're touchy, fretful, or resentful. Okay, I'm going to believe the best of myself. I'm going to believe that I can walk this out. I was talking with a, a mutual friend of ours. I, don't, I haven't told you about this. <laughs> I uh, was talking to a mutual friend of ours not too long ago, and we were just talking about phone stuff and voicemails, and we were just having a conversation. And um, we were talking about how people uh, don't leave voicemails. And then uh, they want you to call you back because of the missed call, you know, 
And he's like, wait a minute. I don't call people back unless they leave a voicemail. But yet, I won't leave a voicemail because I don't like voicemails. Huh. I'm a hypocrite. (laughs) (laughs) He's like... I, I, I need to look at that and see what I need to change about that. Well, okay, there's things that got to be changed. But uh, in the process, know that love is living on the inside of you and you have been made the righteousness of God, whether you need to change some things or not. That has to do with holiness, not righteousness. Well, and one thing, when I was really first starting to press into walking with love, walking in love with people. I will be really honest, especially in my early 20s, most people annoyed me a lot. Just in your 20s? (laughs) (laughs) And one of the first steps that God had me take was he said, you will give an animal more benefit of the doubt than you will a person. And he said, you'll be kind to an animal And even if it lashes out at you when you reach down and touch it, you assume, oh, maybe I touched a sore spot. Well, there's a way that he had me first start dealing with people in a more lovely manner was if I said something or did something and they lashed out at me, I believed the best of that person and believed that I must have touched a sore spot and they lashed out. That's a great great example. And we touched on this, talked about it a little bit. Actually, we talked about it quite a bit in a specific way last broadcast. But what she's talking about goes right back to it. And we've, we've talked about this. Believes the best of every person. Okay, yes, that is true. Remember, wisdom is the principal thing. And wisdom gave guidance in the, in the book of Proverbs where it says the simpleton believes every word. The wise suspects danger, one translation says, suspects evil. Now, that doesn't mean that you go around thinking everyone's evil until they prove different, okay? (laughs) You believe the best of everyone, but yet you remain open for the Holy Spirit to stir something on the inside of you and, and think, yeah, you know, love that person, but keep a little distance right now. Well, and even what animals, Mm -hmm. animals that you don't know, animal handlers who are in charge of rescuing hurting animals and stuff, they wear protective gear. And we're going to get into the protective gear. As a matter of fact, jumping off Mm -hmm. of that love never fails, never fades out, never becomes obsolete, never comes to an end. Now we're ready to look at another scripture in this specific light of the power of love. So turn over to 2 Corinthians. You're in 1 Corinthians now, but turn on over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Now remember, we have already established God is love. God is the Word. You can't separate those three. Scripturally speaking, they are interchangeable. In Scripture, we saw that God is the Word. We saw that in uh, John chapter 1, verse 1. God is love. You see that all over the book of 1 John. So now, with that understanding and that knowledge, look at 
Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we will start in verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hold on. Stop. (laughs) Mighty through what? Mighty through love. Mighty through the word for pulling down of strongholds. Now, we, we study, we looked at the characteristics of what love looks like and that the word, the, you know, First John we saw where love of God is keeping the word of God and we saw the power of love. Well, our weapons are powerful. That word might, you dig around enough in that, in that word uh, mighty, it literally means the power of, to do anything possible or impossible. Now, quit singing that song. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to. Okay, now y'all, 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 if if anybody out there is under <laughs> 50, you probably don't get the reference. But anyway, there's a real power of love, <laughs> and it is mighty <laughs> for the pulling down of strongholds. Okay. Verse 5, what strongholds? The casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, the knowledge of the word, the knowledge of love, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Uh, I need to go ahead and finish. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. Disobedience of what? Disobedience of thought. That's just what the subject matter was there. Revenge all disobedience of thought when your obedience is fulfilled. So that puts that puts an exclamation point on it. It puts importance. It shows you the importance and the fervor for which you have got to deal with with these imaginations and these thoughts. Now, go back a couple weeks in the broadcast where we really talked about the image and how Satan uses a picture, an image in your imagination to amplify the words of fear that are going in your ears and in your eyes. And it, and it amplifies and makes bigger that image so where the fear is amplified in your life instead of the word of God. But here we see that the weapons, and we're going to be looking in in weeks to come, we're going to be looking in detail at some of the weapons from this standpoint. It's the the weapons of love, the weapons of the word that are mighty for casting down those imaginations, those images that, that Satan tries to replay in your mind so that your imagination runs wild. And this is the way to to get rid of those and to... You, you can't just get rid of those images because you you're going to be thinking something line. all the time. Yeah. Right. So it's not just a matter of getting rid of those images. You have to replace them of images of healing, images of the woman with the issue of blood getting healed. Well, that, there's, hey, 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 he loves me as much as he loves her. 
images of the giant falling to the ground and his head being cut off. Those are the images that you want to dwell on and think on. But you've got to cast those other ones down first and bring them into captivity. Since I'm also somewhat in healthcare, I am in healthcare, um, there's people that I see who have been given some pretty bad diagnosis about, you know, this joint is going to fail you, uh, you're never going to be without pain, things like that. And there's times that I hear somebody say, well, I rebuke that. I cast that down. I'm like, so what do you see? Do you see yourself being mm -hmm. active and lifting mm -hmm. up those grandbabies when you're 80 years old? Yeah. Do you see yourself still working out in the garden, doing those things that you enjoy doing, still ministering the Word of God? You've got to replace that diagnosis and that you'll always be in pain. You'll, you need to quit doing these things. You need to just be sedentary or it's going to progress. You've got to replace that. Yeah. Now, there's a, there's a fake, <clears throat> incomplete <clears throat> version of this in the, uh, in the world's system. And right now, I can't even remember the name of it, but it's basically visualization, you know, mm -hmm. um, techniques, okay? Well, and you know, it's like Brother, like Brother Hagen say, even a blind hog can find an acorn every now mm -hmm. and then. They get a, get, a, get a glimpse of a principle that works, and then they develop their own without God thinking about it. Well, because these are laws mm -hmm. that are in the world. I mean, they're here available. So when they get a hold of that little piece of it, when they put it to work, it does work because mm -hmm. that is one of the things... The yeah, it's like the law of sowing and reaping. Right. Even if somebody in the in the world system doesn't, you know, believe in sowing and reaping per se, some of them have grasped a hold of the understanding that hey, if I'm a giving person and I help people out and stuff like that, they call it what goes around comes around, mm -hmm. you know. It, but it's a law, so it, it works. No, for anybody. So visualization does work. Yeah. It just works with amplified power. Exactly. And it, and it doesn't, when, when you try to apply visualization without the foundation of the word, then, oh yeah, then Satan can come in and distort the image and, and, and start getting you into things you don't need to be getting into. <laughs> wow. So we had gone back and looked at some examples of the giant mm -hmm. and how Satan used the image and how he approached with the words and then he used the image to amplify it. And we went back to the Tower of Babel and we talked about, you know, God said whatever they've imagined to do and, and things mm -hmm. like that. You know, the same thing happened with Eve, Adam and Eve. She, hey, it was perfect. It was the Garden of Eden. She and Adam were equal. She was taken out of his side, not from a foot bone, just so you, in case you were wondering. They were equal, side by side, understanding God. God would come down and talk to him in the cool of the day. God gave his word. There was only one thing. It was very simple. Don't eat of the tree. Satan came in. Now, she knew as much as Adam did. Adam knew as much as she did. Satan came in. The serpent was the most subtle of all the beasts. Satan came in 
hey, they were standing side by side. When she ate the fruit, she gave to him with her. They were side by side. Adam's hearing all this. But the serpent was able to speak in a way that maybe she was susceptible to. And he's introduced a thought, you know, he's not, you're not going to die if you eat of this fruit. You're going to be like God. And she goes, I could see that. I could see that. (laughs) I mean, God loves us. He's not going to, he's not going to let that happen to us. The thought, the images. She didn't do this. She didn't cast it down. She didn't bring those thoughts into captivity, into the box of the word that God had spoken. And she moved in that direction. Adam is standing right there. Now the word says she was deceived. She thought she was doing right. God is not going to let us be killed. He loves us too much. I'm right in this. She was deceived. She's not trying to pretend. She actually believes this is correct. The word says Adam was not deceived. The words of the devil didn't work on him, the doubt and the thoughts and the image. But he didn't do a frazzling thing about it. (laughs) He stood there. He should have shut Satan down when he opened his mouth through that serpent, but he didn't. His wife ate the fruit and then gave to him. He should have shut that down. He should have said, now, sweetheart, now, I really believe the word of the Lord said, don't eat of that tree. He wouldn't have told us that. That was love telling us that. He wouldn't have told us that if there weren't consequences for it. We, I, and we're not doing this. I don't care what animal says that. Mm-hmm. God said this, but he didn't. He knew better. She didn't. She couldn't see it. But he had the authority and the direction. He, he was supposed to have dominion over that snake, and he didn't use it. He, they, they could have used this very principle that we're talking to you about to cast the thoughts down, cast the imaginations down that Satan introduced, bring those thoughts into captivity of the box of the word, everything would have been okay. Then God would have come in and said, well, y'all did good. Now let me teach you about these things. As soon as this fruit gets ripe, then we're going to harvest this together and I'm going to teach you about these things. He's a loving God. It's not that he was like trying to keep him from living. He was the whole reason he created him. (laughs) It's not like he didn't want him to know right from wrong. Hey, they're supposed to govern this whole thing. How are you supposed to govern it efficiently without knowing right from wrong? Of course he was going to show him and teach him and show him and teach him, but it wasn't the right time yet. Praise God. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Well, I do know where that came from. (laughs) So casting the thoughts down, they're mighty, mighty through love, mighty through the word. Praise God. Hey, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, Lynn and I would like to extend an opportunity for you today to become a partner with David Weeder Ministries. Partnership is just all through the Bible, but I just want to look at a couple scriptures. In uh, Philippians chapter 1, Paul is writing to his partners, and he says, 
I thank my God, in verse 3 of, of chapter 1, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Well, I do the same thing, praise God. Always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy for your partnership. That's what that word fellowship literally means, is partnership. In the gospel from the first day unto now. Now, what does partnership in the gospel mean? Well, you can find it in Jesus' ministry in Luke chapter 8 and verse 1. Jesus went into every town and every village, it said, preaching the things of the kingdom of God, preaching the gospel. Well, hey, that's what we do. Sometimes we go to the villages. Sometimes the, the broadcast goes to the villages. Sometimes we have a meeting and the villages come to us. But we're going to every town and village teaching the gospel. Now, you can see in Luke chapter 8, they sowed, those women sowed finances to this, into the support of Jesus' ministry and his disciples and everything that it takes to put on the meetings. So that's one part of partnership is financial sowing. Right here in Philippians over there in, in uh, chapter 1 still, but over in verse 19, Paul, uh, Paul says, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer. That's the second part that we would ask you to do as you become partners with this ministry is, yeah, supporting it financially, that's wonderful and everything, but oh, hey, I covered your prayers. I need you praying for us. We got a lot to accomplish and a lot to do. And what the Lord has called us to do is to go into all the world and preach the gospel on every available voice that we can. And that's what we're doing. We, we travel. We do television broadcast. We do the printed page. We do audio podcasts. Every way that we can get this gospel preached throughout the world is what we do. And that's what we do also is give thanks for you. And I declare and pray and make requests with joy your prosperity. For our God shall meet your needs according to his riches and glory based upon the grace and the anointings that are on our lives as you partner with us. And so I intercede every day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, in between time, for your prosperity, for your family peace, for your abundance in every area of life, for your health, for your protection from the sickness, disease, and calamity. Hey, that's how this works. You pray and support us, we pray and support you, and that's how God designed it. Praise God. Thank you so much for becoming our partner today. Oh, Lynn, our partners. My, 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 my. Thank you. Thank you, partners. You make this possible. You, let me tell you one of the things that you've done. We had a missionary from Brazil contact us with a specific teaching on healing and, and fear and, and biological principles <laughs> that go along with it, research studies and things like that. She contacted us. Well, it turns out she teaches healing schools and prayer schools and pastors groups all over Brazil. So get a picture of this. Look, look see how this works. The Lord put it on our partner's heart to sow into this ministry to make these broadcasts possible to go out. The Lord connected a missionary in Brazil to this broadcast to get the information he wanted to get to her. She takes that revelation from the Word of God, and now she's teaching it to pastors all over the country of Brazil 
Those pastors receive that word, that revelation. Now they're taking it back to their churches and they're impacting the individual people in their churches who then go out and impact their communities. Oh my, do you see it? (laughs) Do you see it? Our partners did that, praise God. And we're so grateful because they love you. They love you. God loves you. We love you. And Jesus is Lord. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make this broadcast possible. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org 